And a very good Tuesday morning to you, Marlins Nation. Thanks for rewinding with us, Stephen Strom. Tough one for the Marlins last night at Lone Depot Park. They dropped game one of this four-game set with the Phillies 4-2. As always, for the recap, here's your radio voice of the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. Well, rough night for the Marlins here at Lone Depot Park tonight, opening up a four-game series against the Philadelphia Phillies. The bottom line, Marlins came into this ballgame having been winners of four of their last six and actually winning four of six against the Phillies this season. The issues tonight, uh, that would revolve around the walks. Edward Cabrera walked six, and the team walked ten tonight. Marlins had an early lead in this ballgame, but they simply could not hang on. Walks were the story of the ballgame here at Lone Depot Park this evening. Phillies beat the Marlins by a final score of 4-2. to two. This was a matchup tonight that featured Edward Cabrera and Taiwan Walker. And Edward Cabrera, the 25-year-old right-hander, making his 17th start of the season tonight after his last start was cut short due to a reoccurring blister issue that he's dealt with actually two other times this season. He had blister issues on May 17th and then again on June 7th. Uh, and then again, his last start on the 25th in Tampa Bay when he went two innings. He walked two, allowed three runs on four hits. So Edward Cabrera is going opposite of Taiwan Walker in this ballgame here tonight. Cabrera tossed the scoreless first inning after he walked two. In the bottom of the first, Luis Arise led off the bottom of the first with a single off of the veteran 30-year-old right-hander Taiwan Walker, and that brought Jorge Soler to the plate. And that's the reason why the Marlins were able to win. 1-1 one, one pitch, swung oh, on hit, high oh. in the air, left field, goodbye, get out of here, baseball. Jorge Soler with number 25. Maybe it's about time that he comes unhinged at the plate. It's 2-0 Miami immediately here at the bottom of the first. Unfortunately, that's all the run support the Marlins could provide for the pitching staff tonight. They led 2-0. Edward Cabrera worked around a one-out walk in a single. I'm sorry, he did that in the third. But in the top of the second inning, he walked Turner and Marsh to lead off the inning. Then he got a ground ball double play and a strikeout to end any further threat in the second. In the third, he worked around the one-out walk in a single. Edward Cabrera was just in trouble all night long. He walked two in the first, two in the second, one in the third, and then it really started to unravel in the fourth. He was out there in the fourth. He allowed a leadoff single to trade Turner. Then Brandon Marsh walked, and that's when Skip Schumacher said, I had seen enough. Stephen Okert came in. Jake Cave sacrificed Turner and Marsh to second and third, and that brought the young rookie center fielder Johan Rojas to the plate. Here's the 1-1 pitch, and he ropes it fair down the left field line into the corner. This is going to tie the game. Rojas stays hot. Turner scores, so too does Marsh. It's a one-out, two-run double, and now it's 2-2 two two here for the fourth. So it was 2-2 two two after four. It would stay that way. Okert worked through the fifth. A.J. Puck, really encouraging, came on, and he worked a perfect sixth inning for Miami. Marlins really could not get anything going against Taiwan Walker. He was perfect in the second, allowed the single with one out in the third, walked the leadoff man in the fourth, got a 6-4-3 double play, worked around a two-out single in the fifth inning, and he worked around the one-out walk in the sixth. Walker went six and two-thirds, uh, for the Phillies tonight. More on that in a moment because in the top of the seventh inning, Tanner Scott was in the ballgame for Miami. Again, the theme tonight with the walks. He walked the leadoff man, Kyle Schwarber. Alec Bohm then doubled, and the Philadelphia Phillies had runners at second and third base with one out after an intentional walk to Real Muto brought Bryson Stott to the plate in the seventh. 
Now the 1-1 pitch, the Stott. He swings and he lifts it in the air. Left center field is going to be deep enough to play to run. Jazz Chisholm Jr. is over. He almost ran into John Birdie. Tagging from third and scoring is Kyle Schwarber. It's a sacrifice fly for Bryson Stott. The Philadelphia Phillies have taken the lead for the first time tonight. It's 3-2 here in the seventh. And they wouldn't look back in this ballgame. In fact, they'd get one more off Waskar Brazoban in the top of the eighth inning at the plate with two outs was Alec Bohm. Here's pitch number 10 from Brazoban, and that's a, a line drive through the right side to base knock for Alec Bohm. That's going to play to run. Schwarber's going first to third. It's a two-out RBI single for Alec Bohm, and the Philadelphia Phillies now lead 4-2. It was 4-2. Matt Strom came on for two-thirds of an inning for the Philadelphia Phillies. He was relieved with two outs by Jeff Hoffman in the eighth. Marlins did have the tying man at the plate in the eighth inning. They came up empty. We go to the ninth, and the veteran nine-time All-Star Craig Kimbrell in the game for the Philadelphia Phillies. He got Joey Wendell the line out to left field. Gene Segura to bounce out to third. And then Skip Schumacher pinch hit Jesus Sanchez for Nick Fortes. Sanchez representing the last hole for the Marlins here tonight. Now the 1-1 pitch. Sanchez swings, dribbles it towards third. Sosa started back, comes in, has it, fires. The ball game is over. Phillies beat the Marlins 4-2 in the opening game of this four-game series. And that is the final score here tonight. Taking a look at the totals for you. Four runs, six hits, no errors, and 11 men left on base for the Philadelphia Phillies. And for the Marlins, two runs, seven hits, one error, and seven men left on base for Miami. Taiwan Walker, the winning pitcher, now 12-4 this season. He's the first man to 12 wins in baseball this year. And Tanner Scott, the loser, he's 4-4 four four for Miami. Craig Kimbrell with his 18th save of the season. Played this ballgame in two hours and 50 minutes, 9,808 on hand to watch this ballgame inside the air-conditioned comfort of Lone Depot Park tonight. With a win, the Phillies move a half game in front of the Marlins in the National League wild card picture this evening. Still three more games to play in this series. Philadelphia is 57-49. The Marlins are 57 and now 50. For the Miami Marlins pitching staff tonight, they punched out 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, and that means that $225 will be donated to AutoNation's Dry Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to the Dry Pink Initiative. Okay, Kyle, thank you. Let's head down and listen to what Skip Schumacher had to say, his thoughts on Edward Cabrera's start and just the overall loss in Game 1 of this four-game set. Okay. We'll skip three of the four Phillies runs were walks that came around to score. Were the walks just the most frustrating aspect of this one tonight? Yeah, no doubt. The after you score a couple runs, um, and then it's frustrating because Cabby's got such good stuff, and we probably the best stuff on the staff. Um, and then when that happens after scoring a couple runs, were they shut down innings? Yes, but. Um, you know, what happens, it's a byproduct of you being on your feet for a long time and then you come back in and um, then that momentum or the offense, it, it's tough to come back from because you, all your energy is out there and 20-something pitch innings and um, it's just kind of a byproduct of now our offense, you know, kind of takes the takes the wind out of the, the momentum. So that was that was tough because uh, he felt really good um, health-wise. He's, he's great. Um, he was just frustrated because he just didn't, he couldn't get the ball over the plate, and um, and so that's that part. The the good thing is he feels really good. The tough part was um, he just couldn't throw strikes uh, today. Yes, yeah, just overall for Cabrera, just the command just can really get a feel for his pitches. You know what kind of stood out about just some of the walks issued by him, just not having a feel tonight. Yeah, he didn't have a feel for anything. Yeah, there, that's what the the issue: the fastball, the curveball, the the changeup. Um, 
when he threw it in the strike zone, it was extremely effective. There was swing and miss. He only gave up two hits. So um, three innings, two hits, six walks. I mean, it's just it's not like him. I mean, he been we've been talking about him since spring training of how good he is. And when he's in the strike zone, he's as good as anybody in the major leagues. Um, so, yeah, it, it was frustrating for him, frustrating for us, especially after scoring the two runs right out, right out of the gate. Um, so, yeah. What goes into reining that back in in terms of, again, having the stuff he has but being able to get in the zone? What goes into him helping? helping it's just work out? in between starts. I mean, um, you know, the, the blister after Tampa, you know, him getting treatment throughout the week and then, um, you know, having a really good bullpen, everything was lining up. So, um, you know, just it's there's constant work, constant messaging. Um, you know, we, we need him because he's really good. Um, it's just it's just commanding the strike zone. And gosh, when he was in St. Louis, it was really good. Right. Uh, one hit, I think, until the sixth inning. Um, so just getting back into the strike zone. And I think it's just, it's all it is is side work and uh, bullpen work and, and to get him back to where he needs to be. But at the same time, whether it's the blisters or just, how, can this club afford to the, that inconsistency from him? Or you just, you need him to turn around and you don't really have other options? Is that kind of? Uh, it's not that we don't have, you know, we're not looking for other options. We, we need him to go. Um, and, and we're at the point of the season where it's pretty much August 1st. And, um, you know, what we have right now is, is uh, good enough for me. I mean, th- these pitchers are good. And uh, Cabby's good, and um, I mean, he's throwing 97 miles an hour, and uh, with a really effective changeup and really good curveball. Um, he just needs to get in the strike zone, and he's—it's not like he hasn't done it before. That's what I think is frustrating. He had some really good starts, a really good start coming off the IL um, in St. Louis. He was going fine in Tampa. Just the blister came up, um, and a hiccup here. But I—he I, just uh, got to get in the strike zone because he's he, when he's in the strike zone, he punches guys out. I mean, or weak contact. Um, so that's why he was frustrated, and, and I, I feel his pain. Well, what's the save the bullpen going tomorrow? Obviously, Oakert and Brazo giving you two each has to help a little bit going into tomorrow. Yeah, uh, Oker did a, a really good job. Obviously, gave up the double. Um, but other than that, you know, did, did really good. Um, I thought uh, Puck's clean inning was really good for his confidence um, to get back out there and get back on the horse, so to speak, and, um, uh, you know, getting lefties and righties out. I thought that was a really good outing for him. And, you know, we got to get him right and feel good again and uh, the confidence back because that puck right there is a really good uh, option for us in the bullpen and what we need, um, you know, moving forward. And, um, yeah, it's just the walks. I mean, I think, you know, the walk uh, Tanner had, I think, scored also. And um, just uncharacteristic stuff, you know, that we've been preaching since spring training, throw strikes. And we'll see what happens, you know. And um, and ten walks, it's tough to win that way. So Larry, I know, have been scuffling a little bit the second half of the season, but tonight the two-run home run, another base hit, and a second at bat. Is this a, a step in the right direction to maybe getting him back on track at the plate? Sometimes you need a mental reset. Maybe it's a day. Maybe it's two or three days. Um, these guys are human, and it's tough when you have 500, 600 at bats into a season. It's not going to go as good all the time as you want it, and. You've, sometimes you don't feel great, and to the naked eye, the mechanics look great, but internally you, f- you don't feel good. Um, he felt really good after his work day yesterday. Um, we feel really good about a couple of the guys that have you know maybe not played lately about getting their work in and have work days, and uh, once they get back out there, I think um, I think they'll be fine. But um, but solely, yeah, I mean, we know what solely means to this offense. Um, 
you know, we don't slug a ton. And uh, Soli's the one guy that slugs and can change the score. And, and he definitely did that today and uh, got two hits today. And so, yeah, getting him back on track, you know, him and Araya at the top of the order with Jazz now, um, it, it's, it's a really nice uh, top of the order. Whether it was what Walker was doing or your guys' approach, what changed after the first inning? Man, he was throwing a lot of uh, splits and cutters, and we just couldn't barrel it up. Um, it looked like he kind of changed his game plan. Uh, not as many fastballs as you know maybe the previous start. And you can tell like um, he game plans really well. He's smart. JT obviously is really smart behind the plate. Every team has been a different game plan that we watched, um, and you know he attacks people's weaknesses. And he um, he went to a game plan where there's a lot of splits, um, rare fastball, a lot of splits. He did throw his fastball, but a lot of cutters, splits, um, and uh, gave us a tough time and just kept it off the barrel and. Uh, you know, we had runners on, um, but, you know, just couldn't couldn't break through with that big hit. How did Jazz look after first game back? It's nice to have his name in the lineup. There's no doubt about that. Um, yeah, I thought he swung the bat, um, uh, you know, as good as anybody today. Um, Jazz, uh, Arise, and Soli, obviously we didn't talk to Arise, three more hits. So um, it's just crazy. But, uh, yeah, he looked great. He felt good, which is, you know, obviously good to hear and, um, talking to him after the game, legs feel fine. You, it, you know, with the oblique, you worry about everything else as well because you can't run uh, when you have the oblique initially. So getting his legs underneath him, stolen base, um, running around the outfield, he looked fine. So, yeah, healthy Jazz makes our lineup really, really um, a lot looks a lot better with Jazz in there. There's no doubt. Edward Cabrera struggled again. He only went three innings, gave up two hits, two runs, three strikeouts, but walked six. Let's hear what Cabby had to say after his outing. Edward, I'm sure the six walks were frustrating. Just what seemed to be the biggest issue tonight with command. Estaba un poquito perdido con, con, el, con, con el control. Uh, traté cada inning que salí uh, de dar lo mejor de mí. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, uh, I was a little lost there uh, with some of the control, uh, command of the pitches. Uh, I was going out there every inning, try, try to compete and, and try to, you know, make it a little right. Did you feel like there was any pitch in particular that you could get a good feel for, or, or was it a struggle to maybe find a feel for for all of your pitches tonight? Yeah, I would say it's general, all the pitches. At what point did you realize that you were off today? Was it during the bullpen? Was it once the game started? Was there a moment where you felt like things weren't there today? Sí, en qué momento fue que sentiste estaba así fuera de zona? Tuviste durante el bullpen o fue en algún momento específico en el juego? Ah, fue en el juego, en realidad, sabes, en el bullpen. Ah, estaba bien, sabes, fue algo que qué pasó. Yeah, uh, thing, it was in the game, uh, in the bullpen, uh, I was okay. Uh, but again, it was something something that happened on the game. Is it mechanical? Is it mentality? Is it, I don't know, what is it? Like, why do you think that the, the command was off? Sí, yo creo que fue algo mecánico, algo a lo mejor mental. O sea, ¿qué crees tú que, que sea esa, esa deficiencia de comando en el, en el montículo? Ah, ¿Qué te digo? No, no fue tanto mental, ¿sabes? 
porque mi mentalidad estaba de, de atacar la zona como quiero. ¿Me entiendes? No, no te puedo decir que, que sea mental. Simplemente, ¿sabes? Algo que, que no sentí el, el, el feeling. Se tiene que sentir ahí en, en, en el montículo. No, it was, it was not mental. Um, my mentality was to attack the zone all the time. Uh, so I was, I, was, I was trying to do that every inning. Um, but no, there was no that feeling there. It was not, it was completely off. Physically, how are you feeling? Físicamente, ¿cómo te sientes? Bien. Good. Uh, how frustrating is it just, you know, big series to start this way and not be able to, I guess, set your team up for the win as much today? Sí, que, que tan frustrante eh, empezar la serie de esta manera y a lo mejor no colocar a tu equipo en una mejor más, eh, posición. Ah, uh, ¿qué te digo? Es algo que ya pasó, ¿me entiendes? Y tenemos que pasar la página y prepararnos para el, para el próximo juego, ¿me entiendes? Todavía quedan tres juegos con ellos y, y podemos ganar la serie. Yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, I think that is something that already happened. So, gotta focus. There's another three games. We gotta, you know, set and get set and win the game, the series. Did you think after, you know, you were escape, able to escape the jams the first three times that you might have been able to in the fourth or...? Sí, ¿tú crees que a lo mejor cuando te escabulliste de ahí, de, de, de esas situaciones en aprieto tres veces, pensaste que a lo mejor ya habías pasado la parte difícil? Uh, o sea, eh, cuando tengo gente en posición anotadora, uh, obviamente no quiero que, que anoten. ¿sabe? Eh, la concentración eh, eh, ya es a, a otro nivel. Uh, y nada, salí cada línea a, a dar lo mejor de mí, como siempre, ¿me entiendes? Yeah, yeah. When you have uh, runners in scoring position, I don't know, you you get you don't want them to score. That's that's the mentality there, and that's how I was in the mound. But um, yeah, at the end of the day, I went out there and tried to compete every inning. All right, that was Edward Cabrera, translated by the great Louis Durante. We're right back at it. Game two of this four-game set to 641st pitch. Sandy Alcantara is on the hill for Miami. I've got Marlins on deck at 610. Morale up. Let's get this thing going. Thanks for rewinding with us. We hope you can join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.